Hey guys, it's former WWE superstar Hornswoggle here. Keep tuning in to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio. This is the Royal Rumble After Party. It's part two of the After Party for the weekend. Yes. Um, for Royal Rumble weekend. We just finished uh, part one NXT TakeOver just, After Party. Just got done watching almost seven hours of yeah, wrestling hours. where 30 men and women play the floor is hot lava, six amongst hour, many other things. Six hours and 53 minutes. So It wasn't the longest, though. It wasn't the longest. What period. is the longest, I Corey? think it was uh, WrestleMania 30-something. That's a very that's a very you cast a very huge net in that. Well, you guess. know what? That's that's what we do at City Wrestling Radio. We we cast the biggest net so we catch more. You know what I mean? I think you were missing the point of that expression, but I'll follow through you. But guys, follow if, you with it. But guys, I'm your host, Corey Smith, live and in the Diamond Studio. Like I said, this is the this is the Royal Rumble uh after party. I'm Corey Smith. This is my co-host. Michael Vergara. How are you? Uh, You're good today, right? Uh, yeah. I'm better. I'm actually do. I actually am feeling a lot better. You After know, like I was, I was, uh, I was brought down earlier in the match, but then I see I got better and then I seized the opportunity when I wanted it. When the one person got knocked down, I was like, you know what? That's my spot. And I, I'm feeling like that right now. We'll hey, get there. There you go. Um, guys, we just finished, like I said, NXT TakeOver After Party. If you haven't uh, listened to it, check it out. Um, SoundCloud.com slash City Wrestling Radio. Also, across a plethora of other fine podcast delivery applications, including iTunes, Google, Stitcher, CastBox, and many, many more. If you want to listen, if you want to stay up to date with City Wrestling Radio, follow us on social media at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, subscribe, like, share, comment. Um, slide into our DMs if you want to. Just don't slide in hard because, you know. We like it soft here in CWR. Be gentle with us. Uh, but guys, like I said, uh, Are we Royal tops Rumble? or bottoms in CWR? I'm versatile. Okay. Um, You're gender fluid. <laughs> I'm I'm versatile. I go I go both ways. You know. I mean, it's fine. Um, eh, everything's about sex in this podcast, which is fine. We try to be sex positive. Everything's here. sex about sex in life in general. You know, it's a good thing to promote. You know, just like Royal Rumble. I mean, it was all about sex. It's the most wrestling in general is just a very sexual thing when you think about it. Just a bunch of dudes or women in their underwears touching each other. And then you have like creepy fans sliding in your DMs. Or you get creepy fan fiction saying like, hey, I think Seth Dean Ambrose should get together with Seth Rollins. Yeah, I mean, it's out there, man. Like Finn, you even get some Finn Balor. Oh, I'm sure Finn Balor fan fiction is just crazy. Yeah. Erotic like, fan fiction. Where it's it's him and the demon. Oh, it's like the symbiote uh, thing I was talking yeah. about earlier. I mean, exactly like that movie. I've always been meaning to watch that movie Venom. I hear it's like it's so bad it's good territory where people love it ironically. And I feel mm. like that's the best thing that could possibly happen to that movie. I don't know. It's, I don't know. Send San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, it's probably filmed in Vancouver, but hey, San Francisco, that's where we live. I did enjoy that there was a Carnage video game that took place in San Francisco when I was a kid. Maximum Carnage? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Or and Separation Anxiety. Separation Anxiety. What a weird name for a Spider-Man game. Spider-Man. Separation Anxiety. Play, play, like, play yeah. as Aunt May as as you lose Peter throughout the day. Where did he go? Oh, my God. Is he I okay? mean, I have, I've never played Separation Anxiety. I've only heard of it, so I, I'm kind of believing you on here. Have you, ever, yeah, have you ever played a game that gave you a lot of anxiety? Um, uh, Actually, quite recently, Resident Evil 2. Okay. Um, there's a part in that game. I don't want to get too spoilery, but it's a 20 year old game. It's so I think it's there's fine. the I think a third of the way through they introduce this enemy that just cannot be killed. Is it Nemesis? No, it's 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 the performance Nemesis. His name is Mister X, and so he like Mister X. 
And so there's these parts where, like, you can't kill him. He's a constant menace in this game. And you can only hear him through footsteps. It's it, that. I don't, get, I don't get much anxiety much often. But when I hear those footsteps, it is he is a menace. For it's me, the most terrifying enemy I've probably ever played in a video game. For me, it was that doctor's game that was on the Wii. Doctor? Oh, it was uh, like the surgery game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a tra- trauma center under trauma the knife. Trauma center, ER. It was like, help, somebody's come to your middle of the fucking woods ER. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm sure I could figure out it plenty of other games, but that's that's my most recent pick. You know Resident what? Evil 2. I highly recommend it. Have you ever played a Resident Evil game? Yeah. I, I mean, I used to play a lot of video games when I was younger, and I mean, I played the original Resident Evil 1, 2. I played 3, 4. That's why I started losing interest. You, you started losing interest in 4, because I feel like a lot of people, like, that revitalized. Well, the that's love why of the I just kind. Of, that's kind of when I just started Resident falling out so good, of like video games in general. Well, mm. wasn't that one on the GameCube? Yep. Yeah. Is that why? Because you didn't have a game. I didn't have a game. It came out on PS2 eventually, like a year later. Yeah, that, that's when a I was, bit of a downgrade. That's when but. I was just like playing Grand Theft Auto and smoking a bunch of weed. Because that's what you do. Yeah, it's pretty much what I do. Anyway, so let's talk about Royal Rumble. I, I do that too. I yeah. watch Royal Rumble. You watch wrestling. You say, didn't you make a claim that you watched 10 hours, over 10 hours of wrestling a week? Well, fucking this week. I mean. This week. I mean, you you went above and beyond your quota just by this Ross day alone. Smackdown. Well, no. Now I only watch one hour of NXT UK. So I watched two plus, anyways, uh, three, six, eight plus. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, the show was seven hours fucking long. Uh, with the pre-show starting, pre-show at, included, because uh, like two o'clock, I think. When going by the archive, it said four hours fifty-three. I'm like, oh, people say it's seven hours long, but then they include the pre-show, which which you makes know, sense. If you went to the show, you, you got let in at that time. You would be in there. It showed the, with this audience. It fucking showed that they have experienced more than seven hours of uh, like seven hours of wrestling. First off, what did you think of the set? Um, I was a little bit disappointed about it because th- there wasn't much of a distinguished. They just they just threw a crowd in there. They added some rafters, but then that was it. I honestly feel like it was their they way. They had some AR uh, alternate like AR I stuff. I honestly feel the they were just trying to save money, especially with no WrestleMania sign and then no um no um uh, Titantron. But no you nothing. also have to. You're just they were I, just saving money. Oh, I kind of did like the and curved, probably a lot of money. But. I actually kind of did like the curved entrance though. Where yeah, they have, they yeah, have to I like that. Turn. Um, that's, that made it a little bit distinct, but then I think that's, I think that's where they drew the line in there. I think they, they made it up with a, pun, a ton of like tacky AR, which, you know, it works, I it hate, works I and it works and it so doesn't much. for me sometimes. I like the Oscar mask thing. I remember really liking, I really like the new days mob psycho, uh, uh, entrances. Like they, like each new day member had their own personalized, yeah, personalized graphic. AR, which I thought was really nice. But then there was some where it's, it wasn't very necessary. I think the Miz had one. I don't remember. Becky Lynch's wasn't that great because it was just like the man. It's hit or miss for me. I know a lot of people hate it, but when done well, I, I ha- I see no problem with it. Yeah, the stage I wasn't a big fan of. They had them set up uh, to come out of the dugout because they're at a baseball stadium, which is in a, I, was it, it, I, was it, it was you, the, it was a dugout. Yeah, but you think it was covered well enough for people to not know where? No, where no, people no. knew. Yeah, exactly. it looked like it looked like a dugout to me, dude. Yeah, I mean, and if you were sitting right above, because there were people sitting right behind it, yeah. they can probably look down to see who's coming up next. Yeah. Oh my God, it's Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, oh, we'll get there. Uh, but I took a poll this weekend because that's my new thing. I take polls on Twitter. Yeah, uh, for, take that poll, all right. Uh, just to ask about what people thought about the uh, the stage. Fourteen percent of fans say it was weird. Uh, 23% said it was dog doo-doo. Uh, 27% loved it, but winning with 36% said hey, it could be better. That's, well, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that the is city the general opinion. That's the City Wrestling Radio universe for you. So let's get started off with our first match. It was a fucking weird match, man. So Razor and Scott Dawson of 
of D of not DIY. I'm sorry of revival versus uh Rude and Gable um, for a non-title I guess, match. I guess because because they wanted the they wanted AOP to be on the show, but one of them's injured, and so they got to get yeah, Acom Acom's injured. <coughs> And it, it just seems weird. So before this, um, you had um, Drake Maverick coming out of the offices, I guess, of Vince McMahon or just some room. And he was just like, you know, I, I set up a match for later because I am the GM of 205 Live. That's great and all. But I'm also the manager of AOP. And I set up a match with Scott Dawson and Razor versus Rude and Gable because they could eventually win number one contenderships for their their teams. I guess that was weird. I don't know. It's weird. If they start pairing up Razor with a new person every week, that would make sense. We'll see where it goes from here. But this right here, in a nutshell, was fucking weird. Uh, the match started. Uh, neckbreaker moonsault combo to Dawson. And they get the pin and the win. Gable on Dawson. I, c- I couldn't care for this match. It was yeah. It was a pre-show. Yeah. And that's it. Next up, we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Rusev for the United States Championship. Actually, this is uh, Shinsuke Nakamura winning the United States Championship. And I'm surprised, uh, like we said, when the prediction show. All our, predi- all our picks was Rusev. Because, you know, when does the title ch- change hands on a pre-show? And then you start to think, man, if Shinsuke loses on the pre-show, like, think about how much of a downfall this man has gone into his career. But no, I guess they see Shinsuke winning a title on the pre-show, winning this nothing title on a pre-show was sort of a give me, like a make good on his behalf, I guess. Like, I have a problem. I kind of saw it, but then I have a problem with whatever. this match, but not until I this can't. Above, I can't bring it up until later in the this night. This was an above-average television match. I thought, you know, it was it was fine. It it told a story. These guys definitely felt like they were more than not. They weren't mailing it in. It proves how much WWE does not care about fucking Alexander Rusev. They care about Rusev? No, they don't. Oh, they don't. They don't give a crap about that guy. <sighs> I because I mean, th- this, feud, it, this, this match, this feud will probably continue. This match, what? what why they don't? He doesn't get a, re- a rematch. He doesn't get a rematch. Yet. Oh yeah, because of this new era of WWE. Yeah, no rematches. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. So they just don't care. This match was basically a a part of a chapter in a story of a greater storyline for somebody else. Honestly, this like this thing has just been so insignificant in the in my priorities of where to go with which I don't mind where it went, but well, yeah. Uh, So the match shoulder thrust to Shinsuke, uh, multiple suplexes to Shinsuke, knee strikes to the midsection of Rusev, uh, kick to the back of the neck by Rusev triangle locked into Rusev. Rusev powers out of the triangle, uh, but Shinsuke locks in the guillotine suplex to Shinsuke. Shinsuke then tries to take the turnbuckle pad off. That's when Lana says, you're cheating. Stop it. You're cheating. That's when uh, he said, stop. Okay, I'm, I'm doing my thing. I thought Shinsuke was like, you're a cheater. You're a cheater. I was like, well, how is she a cheater? He's like, like oh, was, I... this, was this because of the whole Aiden English storyline or whatever? He's yeah, dude. I'm not cheating. You're cheating. Yeah, Shinsuke only saw the first half of the video. Uh, Rusev then uh, runs in over towards Shinsuke. That's when Shinsuke gets out of the way. Uh, Rusev knocks Lana off the apron, and oh no, Lana get up, Lana, Lana, Lana get up. And then that's when Rusev gets hit with a Kinshasa from the back of the head. Uh, pin and the win for Shinsuke. I thought it was just a like a knee to the head, like a it was a Kinshasa. Well, yeah, a Kinshasa to the back of the head. Uh, Pin in the win, your new uh, United States champion, um, Shinsuke Nakamura. So uh, now uh, Lana is, uh, she was hurt in the beginning of this, at the end of this match. So that plays in later in the night. Our next match, Kalisto versus. Yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. Like a pre-show event plays into the main show event. Like you would think. (coughs) 
<coughs> excuse me. You would think like uh, I pre-showed more. would have like insignificant factors to. I like it, more. and I don't. I don't like who the the casualty of this was, and Rusev was the casualty here. You care too much about Rusev. About I do, yeah. and no, I, I care I, more I about mean. Rusev than the damn company does that works that he works for. It's uh, hey, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Kalisto versus Sadeo Tommy versus Kirazawa. Might just Buddy win Murphy. elimination chamber right, and yeah, just win the title like Bray Wyatt did. That like one off time. Daniel Bryan. Hey, that, that might actually be not um, great, bad, but whatever. Cruiserweight title match. I didn't watch it. I'll be honest. It was great. Um, it was awesome. I was, there was getting a nachos. Great, there was a great spot where Hideo Tommy um, gets kicked like four times in the face. One of the one of the instances where. Uh, uh, Buddy Murphy threw uh, Akira Tozawa's foot right into Tommy's face. And that was great. Oh, um, yeah, he used it as a super kick. I heard yeah, about he that. Yeah, he used it as a super kick. Uh, there was also a spot where Callisto did a flippy thing. It was good lucha stuff. And Buddy Murphy, he went all Kenny Omega. He need everybody in the face. He he need Callisto midair. He need a Tommy out of the ring. And then he needs uh, Tommy. And then he gives him, uh, what is it? Called? Buddy Murphy is, is believable as like a legit competitor. If you put him up against Kenny Omega, I can believe it. Yeah, I'd, like he was. Uh, yeah, he very, very big. Like I was just yelling out V trigger every time he did his like his knees, and so Buddy Murphy uh, looked real. He came off really strong in this match, defeating three other dudes, and it woke up the crowd. Um, yeah, it was so. it was an awesome match. Part of me felt like this should have been on the main show as like a an in between for the women's match. But but what do you else you don't want to make this, you don't want to make this show much longer? What are you going to put on the pre-show? Had. What are you going to switch it out with? Uh, the Shane. Miz, I know it's a Shane McMahon match, but I would. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Put that. That ain't going to happen. Sorry, I'm just I'm, Shane's not going to go to the pre-show. Yeah. It's Shane McMahon. He's like I'm like. But my it was guy. It, it was a great match, uh, and that ended the pre-show. Yeah. It's cruiser, but you know it's still a cruiserweight match. It's not going to like change the perception of 205 Live in general. Uh, but it was a good match nonetheless, which is kind of just everything about that division in a nutshell. It goes into our main card: Oscar versus Becky Lynch to start the match. Um, it, this is I mean, it was good. It was I telegraphed like, like this placement telegraphed. Yeah, so so it was uh, headlocks between the two to start the match. Strikes back and forth, kicks to the head of Becky Lynch. Becky then battles back and strikes to, into a shoulder tackle, a hip attack to Becky. Uh, that's when Becky hits a big boot to Oscar on the apron. Oscar. Hits Becky with a series of strikes to the outside. A Beck exploded Asuka into the barricade. Becky working the left arm of Asuka. That's when Asuka then gets caught up in the ropes when she goes for another hip attack. Because you know when she does the hip attack, sometimes she'll kind of stay on the ropes when she misses. But that's when Becky starts laying into her. You're shaking your head. No, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, Becky starts laying into Asuka with a series of strikes to, uh, while in the ropes. And Asuka locked to Becky while in the ropes, which is really, really cool. Um... Oh, okay. Um, I showed a. I, I'll just say this: it's for the raw review to, for the next day. But I just showed a, a Corey a gif of what's going on. What was that? Anyways, let's not. I'm sorry to distract you. Oscar uh, locked to Becky while in the middle of the ropes. That was really cool. But she can only hold on for five seconds. Yeah. And then she uh, Becky Lynch locks in the disarm her in between the ropes too. So she, like I said, only hold on for five seconds. Uh, eventually, they start switching off their finishers. Becky locks in, or first, Oscar locks Becky in. Does a, he, oh, Oscar does the, the disarm her to Becky Lynch, which didn't look that great. But I'll, I'll also say Oscar's it's or Becky to, Lynch's Oscar locked in. It's kind of hard to make not to make the disarmer not look great. It's just a Fujiwara armbar. That's true. Uh, Oscar does a neck breaker to Becky, but then it looked like uh, 
It hurts them both pretty equally. A super backsploder to Asuka. The two women trading submission maneuvers, like I said, disarmor to Asuka, modified Asuka lock to Becky. Uh, submission. Um, and the, cause that modified Oscar lock, that's what I would call it. Right. It was, it was kind of like Oscar. Lock it was plus. a bridge. There was a bridge. It kind of looked like a cattle mutilation. Yeah. It was, just, is that an I actual move? Is that an actual move? Yeah. That's a, that's Austin Aries moves. That's Brian Danielson's move. Oh, that is Austin yeah. Aries move. Right. Um, and I thought that I've never, it seen gave a really Brian. good exclamation mark for Oscar's move. Like, like, yeah, she has her Oscar lock, but she also has this. And when she does this, you know, it's over. It's like Kurt angles, um, ankle lock where he just goes down. And like, once he goes, like once he kind of gives it the vine, and he, and like vine his, drop, his, his veins like pop out. Like, yeah. And, just like, shot like, up and once roids. he does that, you know, it's done. And when Oscar did this, so, um, yeah, there's people can be really pissed off about the fact that Becky Lynch, uh, Submit like tapped out. Clean. No, I'm not. I'm, I think it was the best there's, way to do it. It was I the know. end to the storyline. I mean, there's a criticism about everything involved. Like you can definitely see that as a that valid makes criticism. Wait, they're bearing Becky. No, no, no. But, uh, but I'm sure people say that. Yeah, no. It's there's a, you can make an argument about everything ever in wrestling, but that's why there's so many podcasts about it. But I thought like Oscar, no, like Becky losing more or less telegraphed. What was I mean? It hasn't happened yet, so my suspense was still up in the air about it. Yeah, but like Becky losing, oh, she's winning the rumble. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. It also made, but it also made Oscar. It, it also made her look good because here's Oscar going over arguably the most popular, arguably the most popular uh, uh, person in the entire roster. But like it, for but in regards to Oscar. People it, like it's sort of it was sort of a hallowed victory for her because oh now they know Becky is going to you know go no but I, I honestly think Oscar looks like the strongest she's looked all year perhaps maybe ever no not from, oh, okay NXT. not from NXT NXT no she looks know. stronger in NXT but that NXT streak kind of led into the main roster she looked really strong I mean kind of strong Soul Survivor and Survivor Series when she joined yeah them. but it, she never she never had that like viciousness that she did in NXT. It all kind of it all kind of ended as soon as she lost at WrestleMania. A clean submission over like you said the most over person in the WWE. Um but what to me that tells her to but, a new level but, of stardom. But to me that really just shows that I mean Oscar's not going to main event WrestleMania. She's going to be no, no, she's no. going to be the head of the SmackDown's women's division, which is great for her. Yeah. But she's not going to reach. There's a certain level that Oscar isn't going to be. No, but there isn't a level that Char. It's not going to be the same level as Becky's reaching with with Oscar. You know what I'm saying? No, no, because no, like no. they got they got big plans for Becky, but for Oscar, Oscar's going to have her spot. It's definitely not main event material. Not yet. No, not yet. But I think that's why I think the victory for Oscar. While it made her look strong, it rings a little bit hollow knowing what's happening. I think her night. her working next with who do you think she'll work with next? Because um, I, I, I think, personally believe it should be Charlotte. I like you can do that rematch, and you could. What like what's up with that side? You think it's just well, too I think redundant? R- Ronda, Charlotte, and um, and Becky at Mania. I don't. The Raw th- title. I really believe that if you're going to main do, event, I don't like. I don't like. The main I, event I am a, of the show. But then I'm a purist when it comes to I just want singles match. I want there's like what you if you want to make this like a bigger deal, just make it between two individuals, no cop out with triple threats or fatal forwards where they gotta cram people into it. If you want to make this more important, like make a like a star out of a singular individual. Yeah. And knowing like and allegedly knowing what 
Ronda's plans are post Mania. If you and, hey, and leave her and body knowing, alone, leave her body. And alone. knowing the heat between Ronda and uh, Dave Meltzer, no Ronda and Becky, like how that stemmed, like you know we yeah. were teased of that in the Survivor Series, but then we got it taken away. We that makes us want it even more. And if you want and put that on WrestleMania, I bet you as soon as that bell rings, the stare down between Becky and Ronda will likely rival Hogan and Rock in Toronto. A hot take right there, but yeah. that is that is a WrestleMania feud, and if you just shoehorn Charlotte and Oscar or anybody else there, it will lessen that. Yeah, you I know? mean, I can see what you mean by that, but yeah, I just I I again I could I consider myself a purist in that kind of regard in wrestling. It's just one on one, mano y mano, womano y womano. I am <laughs> all this stuff. Absolutely unpure. I'm tainted um, wrestling fan. That's taint. That's the opposite of pure, right? Be tainted. Yeah, I'm a tainted wrestling fan, so I like I want to I want I want to actually have a Royal Rumble match for that women's title with that. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're gonna have Charlotte Flair enter at number three. Uh, next she's up, she's gonna win and it's gonna be with a tear on my eye. This is the next, greatest moment of my life. Next up are uh, Shane McMahon and The Miz versus The Bar for the SmackDown Live. Uh, I almost said women's tag team championships. The oh, SmackDown Lord. Live tag team championships. I'm sorry, but sorry to interrupt. I'm looking at the score for this Warrior, Warriors Pacers game. Good Lord. You know what? They're ahead by like 30 points. Uh, Shane and Sheamus start the match off with Spirit of Sheamus out of the gate. Uh, the bar isolates Miz until Shane jumps in and stops the beat down because, you know, Shane's a better wrestler than the Miz is because he's a McMahon. Damn it. Uh, the bar then take a table. Best out. in the world, dude. Come on. Take the table out as part of the try to put Miz on through the table, through the razor's edge. Not take the table out, I'm sorry, but on the announcer's table. Uh, Shane then teases going through the table spot. Sheamus saves Cesaro. Uh, splash to Sheamus on the outside by Shane. Uh, ten beats a bearing to the Miz. That's when, you know, he he locks him in the ropes and beats him down. Sheamus does. Uh, bar isolating Miz again. Hot tag to Shane. Tornado DDT to Sheamus. <clears throat> I was really surprised on Shane McMahon's wrestling abilities in this match, though, I will say. How long have you been watching res- uh, Shane McMahon matches? He doesn't wrestle like this. He, he always wrestles like Tornado this. Tornado DDT, Shooting yeah. Star Press. Oh, yeah. How long How long ago has he wrestled like this? Like for about 20 years. No, not not since his return. Young Shane, yeah. That I, dude I, is always known for, like, yeah, he has, like, these... <laughs> He always has these like uh, MMA BJ like okay I'll say this he added that BJ like BJJ MMA background in his repertoire and the vast knowledge that repertoire. is Shane McMahon's wrestling mind like that is new but then Shane this has always been Shane McMahon's style just leaping off very tall things and crashing and burning no 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 that I agree with but <laughs> like okay so just the um what was I? The, the tornado DDT, for example. Yeah, I haven't seen Shane. And I want to make tornado and, DDT. I don't want to make this like sound like, and I don't want this conversation to just make it sound like Shane McMahon is like this, like super agile elite athlete because everything that guy does besides everything that does involve him jumping out of something, he fucking sucks, dude. I mean, <laughs> like the strikes, the 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 hapless attempts of grapple of those. I mean, grapples. I will give it to him. He did survive a fucking helicopter crash. Was it a helicopter crash? Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyways, then... Uh, oh, then that, that excuses everything. Absolutely. Every, He's every a McMahon, damn it. Uh, Shane then sets up both members of the bar into the corner. Uh, Shane caught midair by Cesaro with a European uppercut. Or no, caught with the Cesaro swing, I'm sorry. Which went on for a very long time. I think it was time. 20 swings. Yeah. Which I I feel like after this, Shane was a little, little dizzy afterwards. For a while, I mean, for uh, he will, he looked a lot of dizzy after a lot of because then he tries to apply in a triangle to Cesaro and it just 
it does not look good. I even as a I'm not a wrestler, but man, it looked. Um, it looked you think bad you could do it better? No, not do it better. It just didn't look that great to me. Uh, assisted white noise to Shane McMahon, followed by a kick out the bar set up uh, for a bro kick to Shane. That's when Mix comes in and pushes Cesaro out of the way. He gets hit with the bro kick. Skull crushing finale to Cesaro. Shooting star press by Shane McMahon to Cesaro or to Sheamus. I'm sorry, and he gets the pin and the win. Your new SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, the best tag team in the world, McMiz or was it? Mid, That'd be great, Miz and Mac. That's what Shane's uh, jersey said, Miz and Mac. Oh, that's cute. I actually thought that was kind of cute. Um, he had his own jersey on that night, so it was a match. After the match, they go and celebrate with uh, Miz's dad, and Miz's dad, they, like Shane, puts his title on Miz's dad. Miz, he like holds it upside down, and oh my god, fans, sorry, stop sorry. cheering! Stop cheering for Michael over there, okay? You, you got to tell your uh, your bandwagoners to calm down. Stop breaking into the studio. I know, I can't. I can't contain him. Yeah, it was just weird afterwards. So apparently Shane McMahon's dream has come true. Oh, my God. The face, the fucking face Shane McMahon made was making when Miz was lifting him up as he was on the ground after pinning. He he looked like he was damn near choking on his own vomit or something. (laughs) He looked damn near dead. It's like when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn attacked him that one time. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, after the match, they were posing with Miz's dad. Miz's dad holds the title belt like upside down, and Shane like has There's to like something about Miz's dad, dude. I don't believe the fucking storyline they're telling me. Miz's dad looks so fucking nice. He looks so like like he would be like, oh, you want you want a soda, and you want me to tell you a story. You want to go get some steak? It's a very nice Cleveland accent you have yeah, there. You know? And uh, but they're they're making him sound like this like guy who doesn't accept the Miz and like he you know like he was like oh Shane McMahon there's a there's a super they wanted to get the storyline further they should have at least incorporated it with the Miz and Mrs show like make you know script Mrs yeah, Dad yeah. like that yeah that's but why no they... I under I get it like yeah well, Mrs t- Dad looks like the nicest no okay yeah he no he definitely looks Wilford very he looks like, a very he looks like Wilford Brimley he just kind of just has that unassuming dad look to him like he looks nothing like the Miz he looks like he's Miz's parents look nothing like them he looks like he would bust some like Crosby Stills and Nash while he pick drops you off to school in the morning yeah while smoking like a there's just something very he used to smoke he looks like he used to smoke he's very unassuming he's very harmless he looks like, like the guy. Pro- he probably voted for Trump, but he looks very harmless yeah but like you talk to the guy every time you're at the supermarket and you see him you're like oh hey Ted yeah he's like somebody who you who you always see <coughs> Hey, watering, watering their watering their lawn yeah. and just be standing there and no have no effort whatsoever just yep yeah hey let's go to our next match sasha banks versus ronda rousey i thought this was a good match i thought this was I, pretty- I might even go further to say this was a great match Corey. you think so yeah um i mean ronda rousey she's i don't know where like i know she's been getting better but damn she got a lot better uh, again since last just, monday night i'll just always say this they they are always going to put their best foot forward when in regards to Ronda matches, and like they are going to put the best wrestling minds they could possibly have just to make sure Ronda looks good because of course because he's Ronda fucking Rousey. Uh, the two come down eventually. Rousey does kind of mock Banks with a kind of her little maneuver that she does, you know, when she comes out, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of weird. I uh, every again Ronda Rousey is a weird person. She's very weird, and then then Ronda Rousey starts yelling at the fans, saying, "Oh, you think I can't wrestle?" You think I can't wrestle? I, I'll show you some I, wrestling. Just something about Ronda Rousey's like no. When she gets no. in that mode, it's like when she gets in that wrestling mode, she's very she, like she does like she thinks all of this is real. Yes, like it. She, it, it yeah, she kind of has. She is. 
she just comes off as this v- completely defensive, insecure person to a point where it it's just very off-putting. Like, it's like, say I'm playing a game of Smash Brothers against Ronda Rousey, and I just, I win all Decimator, the time. yeah. Yeah, I win all the time. And then the second that she, and then the, the first game that she wins, she throws the controller and just like, she would, <laughs> no, she would just throw the controller and then just yell to the high heavens, how, like how great she is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's how I, that's how I see Ronda Rousey as... And thus, make, time to meet your biblical maker. And, that, and thus, and thus, making her a better heel. And I, like, I know they don't want her to be a heel, but then I well, think come, gonna, Wrestle, it, come WrestleMania time, that's going to be the role, regardless of what's written on her. Yeah, uh, Rousey goes for the three amigos on Sasha, and looked really good, but she only hits two of them, so it was two dos amigos to uh, Sasha Banks, which I thought was like was a very heel move on her part as well, like. She knows Eddie Guerrero is, her fa- is Sasha's favorite wrestler, and she thought of this as a sign of disrespect. Yeah, yeah it was very yeah. It got booze. Very uh, heel maneuver. Suicide dive to Ronda. Modified armbar to Ronda Rousey. Uh, eventually, Sasha gets hit with the Piper's Pit. That's uh, Ronda Rousey's like judo throw that she does now. Yeah, uh, but she it's calls actually, it the Piper's Pit. I think the real name of it is Katapagoya. Katapagoya. But I like to call it the Piper's Pit. Because I can yeah. say P a lot. Uh, I still okay. I I think I've complained about this every time we talk about Ronda Rousey, but I the whole connection between her and Rowdy Roddy Piper it's it's very it's very disingenuous to me. Yeah, she I was, can't she, find. She, I like, called him up one day. I was like, "Hey, can I have the name?" And they call me that. And he's like, "Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, no, you could totally get the name of the moniker. Here, have my jacket too. I'll make sure that my son lets you have it." But uh. Wait, what's the connection between... I mean, I know you're a combat combatant and everything, but... Oh, my name starts with R. Oh, yeah, no, you can definitely do that because we're both to start with the R and you do lots of great work with the MMA. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. You know I was cousins with Bret Hart? Was he? Oh, yeah, no, totally. When we used to be in this, I got... Yeah. Yeah, anyways. Uh, yeah, no, so it, it's it's a very weird thing. I know what you mean. The Roddy R- Piper is a very weird individual. I want... You know, maybe that's the connection. Ronda Rousey's very weird, and Roddy Piper is very weird. Dude, I love Rowdy. Going, looking back at all of this stuff. Rest in peace. R.I.P., baby. Uh, three arm drag take down to Sasha Banks. Suicide dive to Ronda. Eventually get an arm bar to Sasha, but it's on the outside. Sasha does tap, but like I said, it's on the outside, and like, has this, like, Ronda's first time she's ever fucking watched wrestling? She's like, she tapped. She tapped. Ronda, you're on the outside, dude. Like did, uh, she's like Cameron from um total. Remember Cameron of the Funkadactyls, where uh, she got her opponent, like she was laying on her front, like she she was laying, she was oh, laying on, and then oh, she, yeah. and then and the, she, she goes up her. to the ref and is just like count it, count it, and the commentary is like, well, first of all, Cameron, she has to be on her back to do yeah, that. And I'm like, yeah, that is that is a shining example of just a fundamental <sighs> misunderstanding of what you of your job. Yeah. And so I don't know. I never. I personally never noticed it. I was probably zoning in and out of it. Just uh, I think this match is great. Uh, jumping just moments of pause for me. Jumping knee strike to Sasha Banks, followed by a kick out. Banks same it to Ron Ronda, but not locked in all the way. Uh, Sasha's trying to lock it in. She's actually using part of her uh, wrist tape to apply the bank statement. Yeah, which I, should be a, a call for disqualification. It was. It was a but, co- no. They said they considered it an illegal move, and they told her to stop it. Oh, they did start counting it though. Yeah, which so, I, it should have been a. Bre- I th- it kind of makes sense if you like. It's if you just put it on the same level of grabbing onto the rope. But here's the thing: what I instantly thought of as soon as uh, Sasha Banks started using her uh, equipment, I just thought, Chompa. man, if I'm Bianca Belair, I should start strangling people <laughs> with my hair. 
Like I'm surprised she has never it. used that. Like she's like, I know. Oh, oh yeah, certain, Baszler. Oh look, yeah. There's a certain portion of her hair. If we do it on the tail end, like if she doesn't near the top of it, I know. I I I know that'll probably hurt. But if she just gets the tail end of it and then like starts like strangling people like by the like, why hasn't she done that? I mean, maybe she's done that. William maybe Regal like needs, I haven't seen it. Regal needs to pull her side. Say, Belair, you need to Bella, put your hair up. I'm I know sorry. that it makes you distinct. It has gives you an offensive edge. But I know you watched have UPN when you were a child, and you watched whatever that show was with the martial artists and the ninjas and the WMAC Masters. Was WMAC Masters. We talk about it. Beast enough, but it, It'll eventually be a show, a, show a review show that we have to do. Uh, so then we have, uh, like I said, we never said show and tell is bounded by wrestling events. We never did. Uh, Gut wrench uh, slam to Sasha Banks, followed by another Piper's pit. That's when uh, Rousey gets the pin and the win over Sasha. After the match, Ronda does. Uh, she picks up Sasha, shakes her hand, and Sasha looks like she's just like trying to get the f out of there, man. Like honestly, like hmm. a pers- on a personal level, um, like because this whole after match segment seemed very weird. I didn't seem like <laughs> Sasha was too into it. No, I felt like this was they they never properly rehearsed it. They only because they never. They never understood like um, the trucking that. of the segment. They yeah, don't, yeah. They, Sasha didn't know where to go to get her four horsewomen thing up. They, yeah. they, they kind of just called it off the cuff. Like, she was okay, like, oh, wait. Oh, let's do this, but hold on. We don't know how the stage is set up, so because, I yeah. might as well just, we might as well just do it off the stage. Because like, she, she was walking out, but then she walked she back stopped. in yeah, back. Yeah. So Ronda Rousey like, goes and picks up Sasha, opens the ropes for her. She walks away. Rousey's just... Yeah, go on. What's up? Uh, no, yeah, sorry to interrupt, but then like one interesting note about this finish, I they made it a point that this is Rousey's first pinfall win. Oh. So this further this, so in a way it sort of protected Sasha Banks as somebody who hasn't submitted or hasn't been able to put herself in a position to submit. Okay, yeah. So like it there was a bit of a shine on Sasha Banks at this point. If they- but but at the end of this match, I thought this was the best Sasha Banks has looked in Months. In a while, in a very, in a very long time, like maybe since her her matches with Charlotte or the ba- even that go as early as the Bailey matches, like this this reinvigorated Sasha Banks in a way where I kind of don't want her in the tag title picture. I mean, I know she definitely will be with ba- Bailey, but man, and she looked, man, and so Sasha, then, and so Sasha Banks looks looked gorgeous. So right, after after right this, so. um, Ronda tries to go for a handshake. That's when Sasha walks back and. Sasha holds up the four horsewomen sign. Yeah. And uh, so, okay. That can't happen. Like that, that aside. So if, if this is, if they're setting up for the four horsewomen versus four horsewomen, because even after on Twitter, I think Rhonda took <sighs> Twitter and said, that was very disrespectful that she did that because we are the four horsewomen. We're the four horsewomen. You're not the four horsewomen. I'm not projecting. You're projecting. Yeah, exactly. Um, so does that mean that Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir they're not ready are going to be in the elimination chamber uh, match for they the can't, no 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 you honestly Most believe that definitely because not. then they can cause uh, Bailey and Sasha to lose I see Triple H I see Triple H just like no they're not ready they're gonna have to be at six months I don't with care the it's my business Vince Vince we have you have to understand I'll show you some t- I know you don't watch NXT yeah, but and then look Vince, at Shafir and then Vince just squeezes down over. on Triple H's nuts and he says nope this Ugh. is not Okay, sorry, sorry, boss. <coughs> sorry, uh, I'm just saying. I if that if they're gonna set it up, that's probably the best way they can do it next. I d- no Shafir and Duke. Uh, I don't want it. I don't want it. Then stop saying. It. Don't put that evil out there. Then. Anyways, let's go to our next match. Oh, it's a rumble match. Oh, the women's rumble match. Oh, 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 oh hey, we're All ready. Right. All right. So I 
I I have and en- yeah. How are you? How are you going to approach? Because like, I felt like honestly, number like, num- number of entrants and then when they were eliminated. That's all I took notes on. Okay, because cool. I was posting too. So number one, Lacey Evans. Number two, Natalia. We uh, got to talk about Lacey Evans though. She had a pretty good showing. No, you said she. Okay, so she was the in there spot- for a while. Is what I'm saying. Lacey. Oh my God, Lacey Evans is just welcome to WWE. I'll say this. Though. I'll say this about Lacey Evans. While her showing at the Royal Rumble was mediocre at best. Yeah. They are going to give that woman a million chances. Especially She's going to be champion three times by the end of this year. Especially since they had her squaring off against Charlotte predominantly in this match. Yeah. Like they she has the look. She's got the look. Um she definitely has a presence to her, but in terms of in-ring work, I she was never that great on NXT and I, I don't see that improving in the main roster. Mm. And she looked like a fucking idiot in the entrance ramp, too. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she looked like she looked like Captain Crunch. Uh, so number three, Mandy Rose. Uh, Natalia beats down on the two newbies. Double sharpshooter to Mandy Rose and so, Lacey Evans. Number one, a blonde. Number two, a blonde. Blonde. Number three, a blonde. Number four, uh, technically a blonde. Who? A Liv Morgan. A blonde. Liv Morgan runs in but gets thrown out immediately by Natalia. Uh, then- double knee strike to Mandy and, Nat- and Natalia by uh, by Lacey Evans. Uh, Mickey James, number five. Mickey the streak th- is over. Mickey almost gets even Mandy though she kind of has blonde streaks, so no. it's still a streak. Number six, Ember Moon. There we go. The streak is very over. Uh, number seven, Billy Kay. Billy Kay comes down but doesn't get in the ring immediately. She's waiting for Peyton, which I'm not getting in the ring. Which in the 1992 Rumble, you were told to get in the ring. You were you said you had to get in the ring. You can't just yeah wait. get in the ring. Uh, let's get see. In the ring. Number eight, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross comes out Nikki and then Cross. She She's goes after ready to play. She goes after everybody. First, she takes out Billy Kay on the outside. She does a, she, yeah, she does a turnbuckles dive spot to everybody. Spills into everybody. Uh, Mandy wants to <coughs> fu- uh, fight Nikki, but Nikki wants to play. So they had a kind of weird like Mandy was like, "Oh, what's going on? Who are you? Oh my god!" <laughs> it's very uh, accurate. I Icon- uh, number nine, um, Peyton Royce. Iconics focusing on Ember Moon. Number ten, Tamina. Uh, Nikki Cross and Tamina uh, through the middle ropes to the outside. Tamina then off the top rope to a snooker splash to Nikki Cross. Mickey James super kicked out by Tamina. Number 11, Zia Lee. Okay. Welcome to the Rumble, Zia Lee. Um, Iconics then eliminate Nikki Cross. Sarah Logan, number 12. Number 13, lucky number 13, Charlotte Flair. Uh, Lacey Evans. I honestly, as soon as Charlotte Flair went out, like came in, that's when the quality of the rumble match picked up Went because up. this was oh, a, this was a rough stretch dude like it i was waning i was just waning interest the longer this went without any uh actual star power like natalia is natalia yeah but it it just wasn't it wasn't doing it for me at this stretch lacey evans uh eliminates both members of the iconics charlotte then eliminates zaya lee uh number 14 kairi sane logan eliminated by natalia Number 15, Maria Canella, Spear to Maria, um, or by Charlotte, right? Or Maria gave a spear to someone. A lot of things know. happened in this A lot of things happened. Number 16, Naomi, and Naomi <coughs> eliminates Mandy, uh, but then Mandy tries to eliminate Naomi. Naomi then gets on the barricade, runs around to the other side, jumps on the stairs, and then Mandy just pulls her off again. Um, getting a little annoyed with this Kofi Kingston, like, I can't, I'm not eliminated spot. Oh, wait, you were talking, so you were referring to Naomi the, spot. the Naomi spot. I thought, honestly, it was overdone this, no, this stretch, no, honestly, like, this stretch where she teases the spot and then she, like, balances into the, to the barriers, I thought this was the best, ma- I thought this was one of the best spots of the night because it, Naomi, like, did it 
well, like did it perfectly where she kind of teased falling, but then you can kind of buy it her by her like shoot falling into it. Yeah. And then the suspense of her jumping to the stairs and when she landed i thought it looked great and then you have uh mandy rose just immediately just take her take her out and just continue the brawl i thought this was the best i thought this was the most heated and best this feud could have possibly taken oh the feud, yeah yeah but it's just i really liked it i'm just every year now it's like it's like everybody's gonna do the spot now. It's like, well, they're not eliminated. It's not only gonna be before. Naomi. It's really not. And I feel like, and I That's feel like Kofi Kingston. And I feel like Kofi Kingston has sort of passed that mantle onto Naomi. And Naomi is eventually gonna pass that mantle to another performer, which I've Casey Canizaro. Yeah, did you? Did you, no, we didn't talk about it yet. Yeah, we that's what about, I'm saying. I never that um, intentionally left her out. Uh, so then, like I said, um, Mandy eliminates Naomi. Charlotte eliminates Lacey Evans. Number seventeen, Candice LeRae. So uh, I got Can- what's up, Candice LeRae. Um, to me, like I remember back, I want to say in 2014. This was during an era. This is before the women's revolution. And I thought, man, Candice LeRae is awesome, and I think Candice LeRae is everything they need to be in a women's roster, but. Times have changed, and I think in in Candice LeRae has kind of her talent hasn't really stepped up in terms of quality with women's women's wrestling. Yeah, I she's, she's falling she's, into she's, she's following she's falling into this thing where she's like falling she, into Cassius Ono territory where she's just not catching up to the talent that's you know surpassing her that yeah ta- talent is just quickly surpassing her when like she used to have like a ton of buzz. Coming off those PWG matches with Adam Cole. Oh yeah, yeah. The and, matches with Adam Cole. You had the fucking tag matches with the Young Bucks. Yeah, and then you start, and then more and more talent kind of just spilled on. And I see Candice LeRae just getting lost into that talent shuffle, where she's kind of failing to distinguish herself a little bit more. Because right now, what she's doing on NXT, she's sort of average at best. Yeah, I agree. And uh, it's such a bummer because I remember like thinking really highly of Candice LeRae, but this was during a time when you didn't have the you know, didn't have the women's division of what it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a shame because yeah, it was Candice LeRae and she, there were like, people didn't know who she, like people, not a lot of people knew who she was. There was a bit of crickets going on. Well, I want to say yeah, not, not as far roster, as crickets, but then stuff, like, so it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it just, I, it, it was just kind of a stark reminder about it. Well, let's she, go into someone that everyone does know who she is. Number 18, Alicia Fox. Oh, her that. So, what was up beginning. with Alicia? Did she have a few drinks before the show? Her gimmick is being a crack, being on crack. It's, I think. I well, you see, you see. Like, I mean, I've heard know, rumors. Of she's not a, crack, but you know, alcohol. No, she she kind of gives off the thirty eight and Fillmore vibe to me. Okay, I feel it. You know what I mean, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she's once a little you reach crazy. That, once you see reach that certain part in the bus line. Where you get she's, a little, weird, she's a she's she's a little wacky, wells. little wackadoodle. She comes out. I just don't. Maria tries to yeah. Maria tries to fox. Yeah, she, she yeah. tries. Maria tries to set up an alliance with her and kind of succeeds for a moment, but then they start arguing over a hat. So, uh, number Ugh. nineteen, Casey Cantanzaro, American Ninja, and they 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 name drop Ninja Warrior. Yeah, uh, number twenty, Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega comes out dressed like Vega from Street Fighter. Well, if you don't, well, in certain territories, Balrog. What? So in okay, well, uh, Corey, in America, Street Fighter two in the Street Fighter two franchise in America, they named Vega, Vega. But then if you go play the game in Japan, they called Vega Balrog. Wait, wasn't somebody else named Balrog? And Bison is uh, Bison was Balrog, and uh, Bison was Vega. Oh, really? Yeah, because Mike because Bison rhymes with Tyson. 
Oh, oh, and okay, so and Vega yeah, yeah, yeah. is the name of Bison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, Balrog okay. is Vega. So, That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a, I'm it's American. A regional thing. Freedom isn't free. Uh, I'm American. Right so. now in Freedom Land, the name is Vega. Vega's Lena Vega comes out dressed like Vega from Street Fighter, but she comes out and then she kind of just. That's when she kind of just goes right into the ring, right? I thought it's like she goes. Like she, she wrestles for a bit. She wrestles then, for a bit and it's like, hey, yeah. fuck this. Yeah, number 21, Ruby Riot. <laughs> but she comes out with the rest of the Riot squad. The non jobber Riot. They honestly. start. They, she start looked, they, they, they came off really strong. Well, she they start beating really down strong. on everyone, uh, taking yeah. them out through the middle rope. Uh, Larray eliminated by Ruby Riot. Dana Brooke, number 22. Kyrie Sane eliminated by Ruby Riot. Oh, my God. And then literally right after Kyrie Sane's eliminated, Iro Shirai. Iro Shirai. Iro Shirai, whatever, dude. Dude. What? It's so disrespectful. No, it's not. Yes, it is. How you many don't, times you don't care about my... you don't care about the proper pronunciation of her name? No, Come on, she's so nice. Yeah, why I'm would sure. you give that? Why would you do that to her? Because she probably pronounces my name differently than most other people too. So I don't judge her. That's on just that. a that's just assuming, dude. Come on now. But did you watch uh, the Kyrie Sane video of her accepting two uh, NXT? Oh God, that was the most. Like once you okay, I started thinking about what you said when you were like, "She's so adorable." Like Kyrie like, Sane is too precious. She for this was just world. like, she was crying. She's like, "Oh my, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? Did you keep the sure? count? Did you count right? Like, are oh you my sure? God, and overall like, competitor of the came, year. Like she came off like this is the like the, her her most shining achievement of her entire career. It kind of is. Like her getting these two NXT year end overall awards. competitor. Someone that she was better than. Johnny Gargano. It's like like that on top of the Io Shirai um, promo that she did. Like Kyrie Sane is Brian Alvarez is right. She is the most cutest, most precious thing about wrestling today. Next up, number uh, oh I oh and uh, Kyrie Sane got eliminated. Yeah, uh, that's when Io Shirai. Io Shirai. Io Shirai comes out and uh, she goes after the Riot Squad for eliminating her friend number twenty four. Your secret. She pick. does a she does a moon salt. She, she goes does. to the top and which the commentator said. Asai moon salt. Yeah, she she does a moon salt, but then the commentator is covered for her. Is like she didn't she didn't formally enter the ring. She was just on the apron. Yeah, yeah. So she's still here. Yeah. Uh, number twenty four. Your one of your secret picks or your surprise picks. Rhea Ripley showed up. Uh, that's when Casey Cannonsaro was thrown out. But lands on her hands and she climbs up the side of the she ring post like a spider spider monkey. She's a spider monkey, and then she just yeah, Casey Catanzaro, man. Like she she has she she you know she still she still needs a little bit of a loving in the oven. You know you can't she still needs to develop her you know wrestling wrestling techniques. Yeah, in the full sale, but give her a year or like six months to a year. She could. Be, oh my God! Her. She can be a fucking pillar to the entire division. Honestly, she, could. she definitely could. Casey is like she's got. She's got it, man. Uh, but then Ripley throws out Casey Cannizzaro. Oh yeah. So that's enough. Her number twenty-five, Sonya Deville. Uh, Dana Brooke then eliminates Ugh. Rhea Ripley. You which said, I you was joked like, and you joked this show wasn't going to be two hours long. I yeah. just realized where we are. <laughs> yeah, Vega uh, under the ring. Uh, that's when um, Hornswoggle appears. Yeah, I, welcome I, back, Hornswoggle. I, I heard we got a bumper for friend, today. Friend now. of the show, Hornswoggle. We got a bumper for today. Uh, yeah, so he's he's on the show, and uh, he chases uh, Zelina Vega into the ring, <laughs> and then out of the ring and chases her up the ramp. And Who eliminated Vega? She, like, I think someone. I, I think she, I think Hornswoggle did, didn't he? No, he can't. Like well, I feel well, like she I jumped should, over the ropes, like running sh- away from him. Okay, that's okay, what I'm. That's what I'm go. thinking because I didn't write it down. Uh, so that's number twenty-six. herself. I think so. Number 26, Alexa Bliss. Bliss eliminated by... Uh, a huge pop for Alexa Bliss, by the way. But that's when Bliss eliminated by DeVille. So. That was surprising, That honestly. was pretty surprising. Uh, no, and then as soon as I realized, like, as soon as Alexa Bliss entered, like, I instantly thought, 
Oh, I forgot about Bliss. Oh, she's probably going to be in the final four. We were all wrong. Uh, so very tw- wrong. Oh, not all of us. Number all 27, right. Bailey. Uh, Riot then eliminated by Bailey. Ripley eliminated. Oh, wait, what? Rip- I got that. Th- okay. Then I'm Ripley eliminated by Bailey. Number 28, Lana. Lana. Okay, so she comes out and she's limping down to the ring. That's when everyone in the stadium starts chanting, um, you know, Becky, Becky, we want Becky, Becky Lynch. Uh, you know, chanting for the yeah, superstar Becky Lynch. Yeah, because everybody's anticipating it. Um, so she's on the ramp. She's like hurt. She can't do it. Number 29, Nia Jax. Nia Jax comes out, and she goes right after Lana on the ramp because Lana's never entered. Um, Io Shirai eliminated by Nia Jax. Natalia eliminated by Natty or by Nia Jax. Number 30, Carmella. Uh, that's when Carmella comes down. Uh, she gets in the ring, but afterwards, Becky just walks down to the ring. And goes up to Lana and Finley and the rest and said, let me in the match, let me in the match. This was arguably the biggest pop Fit Finley has ever done in there's, his entire career. There's there's an Irish conspiracy here. There's a big Irish conspiracy. Because of the Hornswoggle, his son Hornswoggle. Okay, so, so Hornswoggle, yeah, you know what? I didn't even think about that. Hornswoggle mm-hmm. chased Vega away. Finley let her in the match. Balor's parents were front row. People were just like super. In, well, I if there was know. an Irish conspiracy, then Finn Balor should have fucking done his part. But um, yeah, like there just the everyone was anticipating Fit Finley to point at the ring, and as soon as he does, easily the biggest pop he has ever gotten in his entire career. His uh, then her music hits. She runs down to the ring. So badass, bad lass. I can't say number thirty-one, but number I guess the the original number twenty-eight, Becky Lynch. She comes down to the ring. Uh, Ember Moon eliminated by uh, see I got I messed up my notes. Ember a lot Moon, of shit was happening. Uh, eliminated okay. by Alexa Bliss. Buckle bomb to Alexa by Bailey. Bliss eliminated by Carmella, and that's what happened. Surprising. It was uh, I by Carmella was and surprising. Bailey. Yeah. Uh, um, then uh, Carmella Bailey, eliminated by Charlotte. Bailey came off super strong in this rumble, she which I did. I thought was great. Bailey tries she to sneak this. up on Charlotte though. Uh, but we have the final four now: Nia Jax, Becky, Charlotte, and Bailey. Can we just say what our final fours were. Well, mine was uh, Carmella, Ember, Becky, and Charlotte. Mine Your, was four horsewomen. Yours was four horsewomen. Which you know, this like, is my uh, Jose's fi- uh, final four right here for the match. He was completely right. Completely right. Um, that's when, uh, Bailey eliminated wall on the shoulders of Nia Jax. What was his? Well, okay. So what were the final four? It was, uh, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Bailey. That's crazy, man. Give, give Jose that uh, a medal. Give him a balloon for that. Um, but while there was a boot to Nia Jax, uh, uh, Bailey falls off the shoulders of Nia, falls to the outside, multiple boots to Nia by Charlotte. Uh, Nia then eliminated by Becky while she was on the outside. Uh, Nia attacks Becky on the outside. That's when Charlotte starts on laughing. The outside, and, on the outside. All, all the, all, <laughs> Um, so that's when uh, uh, Charlotte's in the inside inside of the ring laughing. Two trailer park girls go off them. <laughs> Charlotte then goes after the knee of Becky Lynch. Becky then gets back in the ring, throws Charlotte over the top rope, but not to the floor. The two are fighting um, on the edge. Becky Charlotte working the leg. That's when Becky eventually throws out Charlotte. Your winner of the 2019 Women's Royal Rumble, the man Becky, Becky fucking, fucking Lynch. Lynch. You know. It was the finish people wanted. People expected it, and what they got, and you came on, and it came off very strong. And it's just let that be a lesson. You know, sometimes like a WWE kind of goes out of their way to subvert expectations and try to like go things their way, but they went with the pop by uh, popular opinion, and pop this was poppy opinion. And this was yes, and then this was the finish to go by. Becky Lynch is the right person to go with going forward, and I thought this was. The second half, the last 10 to 15 minutes, 
Oh yeah, twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, was the mat was the thing to care about in this. But overall, minutes long. That, that that it was way too long. The rumble match. It was very match was long. Way too fucking long. It was very long. It, to the pe- point people where, felt it, especially the next match coming in. Well, to the, coming into the to the, the point match. where the last match, the rumble men's rumble match, felt like it was very rushed. That first yes, that first stretch was rough. I don't. That's why I don't want to go as far as to say this match was great. I think there was two the minute fin- intervals too for yeah. for entrances as opposed to they the gave seconds. Lacey Evans too much when she clearly couldn't be an anchor to no, this. No. I mean, it was it was, but it was wise for them to put an Italian second so she can really direct traffic. Which she probably that was probably her role. That she, she probably was probably did, directing traffic the entire match. Yeah, she was probably the, doing the Chris Jericho role yeah. where you know that's what he's known calling for. all the spots for everyone, kind of calling all the spots and all that stuff. So. Yeah, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to go as far as she's to say this was also a great be a trainer Rumble. one day too. Yeah, of course. And so, yeah, that's why I don't want to go as far as to say this was a great Royal Rumble, but it was, it was definitely the inferior of the two. It was fine. because the first it was, the first stretch was rough, but then it was the it was the right call. It was the right finish. It was very well done. Charlotte came off as one of the best in the one of the best in the business. Mm-hmm. In fact, like on the level of a Becky Lynch, she looked awesome. Well, yeah, she should I mean, keep she has the black lipstick. She, yeah, she's no, been doing it, it, for a it while, like yeah. it firmly. No, but then this this firmly cemented Charlotte Flair as like of the apex of this division, and which leads me to think like I was I was coming away with this like hell man I wouldn't be mad if Charlotte won this I really wouldn't like she. She's that awesome to me. Like if Becky Lynch loses, I would have been. I would have been disappointed that Becky. It would have been. Won. It would have been very disappointing. But then I would just kind of, like I would just chalk it up and say like, well, at least it was Charlotte. Yeah. So I, that's how much she. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, was yeah, really yeah, great yeah, in that yeah, match. Yeah, I feel but like Becky that. Lynch was the proper winner. Winner, and everybody loved it. They they Conspiracy. made they, they gave her a lot of time to celebrate too. So, there was you know you could see uh, Becky Lynch holding back tears because this is a key moment. In, like, like I said, not just her career but her life. Like dude. I was saying, Finn Balor's parents were sitting ringside. Apparently, they went crazy when Becky won because like once you try to look up go dig up that um becoming the demon documentary like it became it it is so much a becky lynch documentary than it is a finn balor is that documentary. the wwe one yes yeah, the wwe one making the demon where she there was a moment in her life where she didn't want to be a wrestler and the reason then finn she, balor she was a was flight more, attendant she was. She went to clown college. She, she was a clown. Yeah. She was. There was a bunch of things, and then she's a. Rec- the, she was a recovering alcoholic. Like, I want a story. I really do want a full fledged story about Becky Lynch because there is, if you if you that get when that gets told, it is going to be bar none the best. Fighting with my family too. The Becky Lynch story. Honestly, I feel like it's better than fighting with my family because mm-hmm. the whole. Look, you want to talk about fighting with my because that just comes off as super fake. We haven't to seen me. it. We don't know. I just don't. I am not excited about that at all. I'm not we'll, looking we'll, forward to we'll that. We'll talk about it later. When I mean, it comes you out. can talk. You and Jose can talk about yeah. it because I have no. We will. Let's move on to the next match: AJ Styles versus Daniel. Becky Bryan. Lynch. You know, what more else can be? She's the man. She's the man. She's the man. Man, man, man. Have you ever uh, seen Orgasmo? No. Uh, know that song. AJ Styles. I think it's from South Park, right? It was in a. It was in the credits of South Park too. Uh, AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship locks back and forth to start the match. Deep arm drive. This was Daniel a Bryan. death spot. I'm sorry. That's just a, right off the bat. Oh yeah, yeah. Very unfortunate for these two. It wasn't that. I didn't feel like it was that. This great was a match. 25 minute match. I did like the ending of the match. I though. think. I think Lesnar Finn should have been at this po- at this spot. Did uh, in so hindsight did a- did AJ break his nose? I don't know. He looked like he was bleeding. From no his one nose. cared. Uh, so Brian punching the nose of AJ Styles. A series of pins followed by a dragon screw to Daniel Bryan. Running kick to AJ. Uh, Dragon suplex to AJ. AJ teases a Styles clash off the top rope, but you know what? It's WWE, and that's never, ever going to happen. 
Uh, Brian then holds up his knees for a springboard 450. Uh, LaBelle locked to AJ while Daniel fo- Daniel Bryan focusing on the broken nose of AJ Styles. Um, not the yes kick, but the biodegradable kicks to AJ Styles. <laughs> uh, stomps to AJ, but Brian's leg is hurt and can only do two or three. Brain buster to Brian. Kick out. Out comes Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan walks the ringside in his just street gear. And Wearing on a Charlie Manson shirt. So it wasn't a Charlie Manson shirt. What was it? It was a, Andre the Giant. I think it was a Frank Zappa shirt. Sure, why not? Uh, he comes out. He um, <coughs> So there was a, uh, was there a Styles? No, it was a Brain Buster. It was a Styles Clash. I mean, yeah, there was a Brain Buster. A Styles Clash to Daniel Bryan. That's when Eric Rowan comes in and hits the Iron Claw choke slam to AJ Styles, which I do like that move. I won't. I will say that. It's, it's like a, a choke slam, move, but a claw over the face. But it's on. But they're giving it to Eric Rowan. It's what did he have before, like a fucking leg kick, like a, a sweet, like a like a twirl kick, yeah, exactly, a ballerina twirl, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Him with a tutu on with that. Ooh, sexy. He is a he is like a a hairy daddy. Can I say? Anyways, uh, he he helps Daniel Bryan win, and a Daniel Bryan retains the title. Um, so well, you know, Daniel Bryan, he's a very entertaining individual. Um, everything he touches is gold. But even he, him, he, even he himself couldn't save I, this I, match. This was death. Like, I, it wasn't I, a horrible match. It was, it was a very, it was a very Bad technically spot. skilled, great. But it was just the the fans were just too exhausted. I do not blame the fans one bit for being deaf about it. Oh yeah, for being silent about it show, because dude. it was a long show. They were too exhausted. I was they fucking did not, exhausted. At this they point. did not have the energy. I no one has the energy to, to go through this match, this twenty five minute match after a seventy minute Royal Rumble match. But Daniel Bryan, being the god of wrestling he is, did you see his uh his post match promo that was no. WWE.com no, 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 exclusive? No. He says that, and I'm only paraphrasing that. The crowd watched in stunned silence as I was pro- I was proving myself right as I decimated AJ Styles by myself. Nice. I fight for the plan. I fight for this planet. AJ Styles fights for a simple round of applause, and he didn't get that. With and that and that alone made me the winner tonight. And nice. I just like not love is a strong is is love is not a strong enough word to describe my affection for this man. So, I, what do you think of Eric Rowan in this spot? Will Luke Harper be if, involved? It's a uh, I I trust Daniel Bryan enough for them to be. He could. This could. He looks natural. This could be his straight edge society. Honestly, what what does somebody call it? The straight veg society. I heard someone say online. Wow, I, uh, that's that's what that's a great. Uh, but I do. In there. Uh, Eric Rowan looks super natural uh, in this role. It's, he was wearing flan. He looks he looks so natural wearing that flannel, dude. That's what I'm saying. They need to but keep he, that look. They, they do. look great. They he look great. They look great. And 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 I bet you what, it's easily the most comfortable they could like it's it's like I bet you they'll feel really comfortable wearing it because he's it's like shit I don't have to get like, changed I don't have to get changed like I could just dress in street clothes and all this stuff um, better than that freaking prison and, onesie and and oh he was Bludgeon Brother too he, like the Bludgeon Brothers so I want Luke, Luke Harper needs to like I I don't know so why Luke happen? Harper wasn't there he needs to be there well, if if they're planning a comeback and they're still going to be a tag team then they're going to eventually over the next coming weeks you know Eric Rowan is banned from ringside for a Daniel Bryan match cuz i oh think oh my god cuz i do Rowan's think like there. Luke Harper's there i think they want to move cuz i i think they don't want Daniel Bryan going over as cleanly as he has been <gasps> do you so think he's just Bray be- Wyatt shows up in a hoodie be like, hey man, Dude, I got I my dreadlocks. I don't think Bray. Wyatt, I think it'd be too. I think it would be one too many if you put Bray Wyatt in there. I do too. But they do have a pass together, and I think Daniel Bryan likes working with those three. So guys. he's going to be the guy who just like reinvigorates Bray Wyatt. It's. I think it's one too many. 
I think Bray Wyatt. I like, do too. Whatever they have for Bray Wyatt, I think he's Luke just Harper and Eric Rowan though, as like yeah, that two those stoners. Are, they're like reverse Sing brothers. They're bigger than Daniel Bryan. They're just everyone. <laughs> It'll be great. They're just smoking weed, trying to save the planet. Man, I hope it's great. I don't know Daniel Bryan will make it great. Can they please Let's be hope stoners? It does. Can they be stoners? No, they can't be. Oh, okay. Our next match of the night. It was like an eight-minute match, but it was probably one of the better matches of the night. It I was really, everything it needed it to be. I and I really enjoyed it, even though it was a, a burial for me. No, it and wasn't. my love for it Finn was. Balor. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a no. burial. It was my love for Finn Balor. In terms which, of offense, like in terms of offense, it was eighty twenty Lesnar and Finn. Uh, Finn takes it sixty forty. Oh, so Finn Lesnar or Finn Lesnar? Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar. Finn takes it to so Brock. Brock Lesnar's body with Finn Balor's head. <laughs> oh God! It's like not proport- It's uh, just literally the same proportion wise. Drop kicks to uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock catches him and then gives him a gives Balor a huge belly to belly to the outside of the ring. Balor then pushes Brock back into the table, into the announcer's table twice, focusing on the stomach of Brock because apparently, you know, diverticulosis. He had this lotus. It's two different diseases. Diverticulitis. It's two different ones. We don't well, know exactly which. Well, the disease he got is div- diverticulitis. Come on. Man. Well, I mean, unless until I see the official medical report, it's alleged. You're looking at him. Um, that's when uh, he's focusing on the belly, pushing him into the announcer's table. Uh, belly to belly to uh, Balor, sling blade to Brock. Lesnar working on the hurt ribs of uh, Balor. Uh, Balor reversed an F5. Plancha, three planches, actually, to Brock Lesnar. Basement dropkick to Brock. Coup de gras to Brock. But then Brock reminded us of something. He has a fucking Kimura lock. And we all <coughs> forgot about that goddamn Kimura lock. That dang Kimura lock. I, he locked it into Finn Balor, and I was like, oh, goddammit, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. That's the his, the ace up his sleeve. And he locks in the, the Kamora <coughs> lock to Finn Balor, and Finn Balor taps out. Great match. Uh, everything it needed to be. Some might say this should have gone on after the Rumble match, but they gave Finn a lot with so little. He looked great, and the post-match beatdown where Brock Lesnar repeatedly that was suplexed. That no, was... I thought that looked great because... Nope. No, 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 no. Hear me out here. Where, like, as Finn Balor did so much damage to Brock, damage to Brock Lesnar that it pissed Brock Lesnar off. Well, that's off. what the commentator was trying to get off. I, it, no, I thought it came off... I thought that it came off well. I thought I that was I thought it proper... was like, well, here's your... Fu- I'm kicking you out of the Universal scene now. No. Go back to the, the Intercontinental He made scene. him angry, and I feel like... You know, like not many things make Brock angry, but that he this cut through him. You know, like like whenever you just insult somebody so bad, they just like they just go like when no you're one. in a, no when you're debating somebody and they don't they only bring it they don't bring up points about the debate anymore. They just personally insult you. That's oh, what yeah. it kind of came off as with Brock. Like he had nothing left, so he's just gonna go the easy way and just like just go. You know, yeah. Go. Let's go into our uh, <laughs> our next match tonight, which is the main event: the men's Royal Rumble, thirty men. Go in, only one man comes out. Mm-hmm. Well, 30 people, I guess, go into the ring and one man comes Well, out. 29 men, actually. 30 people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, so we started the match off with Elias, number one. So, you know, this show is running super long. And what do we do to uh, make it even longer? Throw Elias out there and have him sing a song. Extensively, man. Jesus Christ. They could have cut this segment. Cut this freaking segment. They wanted Jeff Jarrett. They wanted to put a way, find a way uh, to put Jeff Jarrett in. They wanted a legend. They got one. Well, legend. Slap nuts himself. Jeff Jarrett comes ain't down. I, ain't I great? Ain't I great? So out comes Jeff Jarrett, number two. Elias and Jeff Jarrett tease a duet, but then uh, Elias punches him right in the face. You know, and, yeah. It's I didn't. I really didn't like this because what you said earlier, this was coming off a, a very long show 
it, the timing of it wasn't great. I didn't. I don't think this is something you should start off and with that, a Royal Rumble. That was not the attire to put Jeff Jarrett in either. I mean, that's the. But then that's his. That's him and WWE. What do you want him to, to like dress up as he was in two thousand one? Yep. Where, yep. I mean, as much as I want slap nuts shirts to go back on sale, you can get one on Pro Wrestling Tees. You know that, right? They're, they're on there. Is it really? Yep. Yep. It's on his store. Yeah. Okay, then. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, Elias and punches him in the face. Jeff Jarrett gets a little bit of offense in, but then Elias eliminates JJ with a guitar. Jarrett in and out. In and out. Uh, number three, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Elias makes a uh, old school to new school and by walking on the ropes, kind of like the Undertaker does, but then he walks all the way to the other side of the ropes and does the arm drag off the top rope. So he walks from one side to another. It's pretty fucking impressive, dude. Shinsuke Nakamura. Number four, Kurt Angle. So, Kurt Angle. They're thus missing the opportunity. It was very unfortunate that Jeff Jarrett was eliminated this early because you could have gotten the first interaction between Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle since probably back in the TNA days. Yeah, yeah. And it would have been kind of awkward considering the fact that Jeff Jarrett is currently married to Karen Angle, yeah. Kurt Angle's ex-wife. You think Kurt, Karen Angle is backstage? I mean, she could be. She could have been backstage and then Kurt Angle was like, hey, how you doing? Hey, how's everything? How is everything? You know? I mean, I bet you it's everything's amicable by now. I mean, yeah. the, the fucking they had an angle in TNA where like Karen Angle was involved. Let's. Uh, uh, but let's, yeah, Kurt Angle. Well, okay, what happened to Kurt Angle? Um, I will say this: my battery's on eight percent, so let's go through the match. Let's go through the match somewhat fast. Um, I know, but um, Kurt Angle he comes in, he uh, he gets some offense in, but then after that comes in Big E and he's peaking the fucking mics like no other. Did you hear that? When oh. Oh, I thought that was like a subtle shot at me. No, no. <laughs> Big E was peeking the mics, dude. Yeah. It was bad. Uh, he comes out. Shinsuke Nakamura then eliminates Kurt Angle. Um, kind of in a throwaway uh, segment. They could have, like you said, they could have stretched it out a little bit. And um, yeah, it would have been great. Uh, number eight. Uh, or sorry. No, where am I? Number six. Johnny Gargano. Johnny Wrestling making his WWE debut. So, I mean, that right, was the greatest. Like I said before, the greatest NXT performer. Um, and I really like this Royal Rumble match because it had more NXT call-ups and this, legends. You, honestly, this and the women's Rumble match, I think that's the main takeaway with this. It was stacked. It's fresh. As much as, like, as much as the first stretch of the women's Rumble match was, I mean, how much how rough that was. Yeah. It, this one in particular showcased, like, new and natural talent that will be with us for years like there was less of a reliance on legends like yeah you got Kurt Angle, yeah you got jeff jarrett but then that was really the only two yeah like go going down this list there was just absolute i feel like this was the most quality this rumble match has in years yeah it was it was definitely um <coughs> it was very front it was very loaded it yeah. was it was really good and uh, i really enjoyed it um but it was i i felt like it could have used some more legends yeah no i i think like well, like I do feel I, I I sort of get what you're going with, but then when um, I, but then it, it kind of just it kind of deteriorates the quality of the Roman match itself. Like, I I want to say there was like four or five instances where I'm like I like every single person inside this ring. Like this yeah. is really cool. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. I, I think it's mostly contingent on the fact that WWE has signed every quality indie roster, indie, indie talent under the goddamn sun. It would have been nice to see Ricochet in there, but what am I going to do? Yeah, he's tailor-made for this match. Uh, Jinder Mahal at number seven, but Jinder eliminated by Johnny Gargano right when he comes in. Uh, number eight, Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe comes out and eliminates Big E kind of right off the bat. I thought Joe looked great. Which is kind of a throwaway match. because I feel like Big E could have went to the very end and it would have been really cool. Really yeah, cool spot. Yeah. Especially after that one segment with Daniel Bryan and Biggie a couple weeks back. Number nine, Kurt Hawkins. Number 10, Seth Rollins. 
Uh, Seth Rollins comes out, eliminates Elias, his big brother. Number 11, <laughs> uh, Titus O'Neil. Uh, Titus uh, comes out, and he runs out to the ring. He doesn't fall. He doesn't trip, but he's he fi- sees Kurt Hawkins hiding under the ring because, you know, Kurt Hawkins, you know, Zelina Vega. He, Hornswoggle's not there anymore. He's fine. Yeah. Uh, but that's when Titus goes after him. But then Hawkins eliminates Titus O'Neil, and he celebrates like he wins the damn thing. Uh, Kurt Hawkins eliminated by Samoa Joe. Number 12, Kofi Kingston. Number 13, Mustafa Ali. But uh, I like how – I didn't know if this was a mistake – but Michael Cole actually called him Muhammad Ali for a split second. He said, Muhammad, Mustafa Ali. You know, but, I mean, it's, it's, but it's similarly sounding. I'll give him the benefit the thing, of the doubt. His trunks last night were inspired by Muhammad Ali's so he, black and he, white he, trunks. He was probably like just, you know. He, you know what he should have done? That's why I think he did it on purpose. You know what he should have done? What should he have do? What should he have do? He Tell me. He should have fucking brought out the city wrestling radio He should have fucking brought the city wrestling radio tights. He probably would have won. He probably would have fucking he won. He was the last, what? He was the last, at least like top seven, he five was thrown out by one of the fucking finalists or one of the fucking top five. I mean, come on. Anyway, Mustafa Ali, I, you're listening to this. I know you are because you got those fucking city wrestling radio types just for us, just for us. We you, saw it. Yeah, so I like doing this voice. You now. probably. I'm great. just saying you this as a as a as a well wisher, as your best friend, best friend, best friends over here. We're family, like family. If you wore that, if you wore those city wrestling radio tights, you would have won the Royal Rumble. You would have fucking won. Let's move on to our next number. You uh, looked great, by the way, though, Mustafa. You looked fucking like a million dollars. That dude, they gave him a lot. Like surprisingly. They did. I was like, like Mustafa Ali is still in this. This is crazy. I thought he like, outlasted Drew McIntyre, but I thought he was going to make it to the final four. But oh well, we'll I, get there. I thought he was going to make it to the final four. Kurt Hawkins eliminated by Samoa Joe. Number twelve, Kofi Kingston. Oh, like I said, Kofi Kingston, Ali, Shinsuke Nakamura eliminated by Mustafa Ali. They yeah. are setting up for that United States title picture. Uh, Spike DDT to Gargano by Mustafa Ali. Well, that's a good. That's a good observation there, Corey. What that Mustafa US Ali? Oh, Nakamura. dude, that title is meant for him. With his story, that title is fucking meant for him, dude. Honestly, I thought like go even further with it and put te- I want it if if they teased a final two with Rollins and Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali could might have like could very well been the number one babyface in SmackDown. Yeah, uh, number fourteen, uh, Dean Ambrose Gargano eliminated by Dean Ambrose. Number fifteen, No Way Jose, but Jose comes right in. He does the bushwhacker spot, comes in, gets knocked right back out, and dances his way back to the uh, to the back. Number sixteen, Drew. Freaking McIntyre. Claymore kicks all around to everybody. He Claymore kicks to Jose. Uh, he he attacks. He attacks no way. Jose on the way to the ring. Yeah. Um. No, and, and his people. Number seventeen. Xavier Woods. Uh. That's when the he comes out and Kofi Kingston gets thrown out by McIntyre, but Xavier catches him. Does kind Ooh. of teases the spot where Ooh. they te- Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. He doesn't touch the floor. Uh. That's when McIntyre eliminates both me- last two members of the new day. Oh. Number eighteen. Pete Dunn. The Bruiser Way. Number 19, Andrade. Number 20, Apollo. Number 21, Alistair freaking Black. Yeah. Um, um, Ali then falls into a massive kick uh, off the, uh, by Black off the top rope. Black eliminates Dean Ambrose. That was quite a spot there. Alistair Black eliminated Dean Ambrose? Yeah, that's that's quite that is a that is a very significant elimination because you, I expected him to go at least top five. Number uh, number twenty two, Shelton Benjamin in his fancy new tights. Did you like him? He looked better in him. I liked him. Yo. Uh, number Yo. Uh, then Yo. Samoa Joe is eliminated by uh, Mustafa Ali, which I thought was a really nice like callback to their feud because yeah. that's that's also what I really like about like rumbles of this like this in particular where it it cements feuds like it starts feuds and everything like that with uh what was that. 
Nothing. Like we're like you see like Mustafa Ali and uh, Joe just staring down. Like Mustafa's like, yeah, I got you. Oh, you bastard, you son of a bitch. Yeah. And then you see Joe just sounds like you motherfucker. You M- you like you I thought it was bastard. gonna be similar. Do you remember when um, Undertaker was eliminated by Maven years ago <laughs> with that dropkick? Yeah, and, and then he eliminates Maven and then just starts to kill him like exactly. the, the rest of the night. Um. Then let's see. Uh, number twenty three, Baron Corbin, friend of the show, Baron Corbin. Um, number 24, Jeff Hardy. That's when Black was eliminated by Baron Corbin. So I was a little pissed off by that, but whatever. McIntyre is, uh, eliminates Pete Dunn. Number 25, Rey Mysterio. Number 26, Bobby Lashley. Lashley gets eliminated right off the bat. Who eliminated Lashley? Rollins. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. I didn't see that. Um, because number- it'd be, well, the re- that's because, I mean, that, that's the reason why Lashley like beats, uh, beats down on Seth Rollins okay. afterwards. Uh, number, Sleepy time for Rollins, num- actually. Number 27. Oh, yeah, he puts him through the table. Uh, number 27, Braun Strowman. Braun comes in, eliminates Baron Corbin and Shelton Benjamin. Number 28, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, like, Dolph, the liar. Dude, it was fucking... Brock, yeah. uh, I mean, not Brock. Uh, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler saying he, He's pulling, like, the Chris Jericho shit. Yeah, like, he, he gets interviewed saying, I'm taking a hiatus, I'm doing my comedy show that night. And then number 28 in a very significant spot, eliminating Drew fucking McIntyre, which all four, all three of us pegged as a final four. Uh, yeah, Hardy was eliminated. Then Ziggler eliminated Drew McIntyre. Number 29, Randall Keith Orton. He comes out to the ring. Number 30, uh, the entire match, uh, Jerry Lawler. And by the way, Jerry Lawler and fucking unbearable and uh, unbearable. I tuned what's his out. name? JBL. They suck. Yeah. I, I, they're just literally like joking back and forth, which I do like a little bit. They, you can tell they're a little bit more authentic, but they still weren't good. Our truth comes out, but is attacked by Nia Nia Jax. Yep, Nia Jax uh, in, interjects her way into the thirty-four, uh, 30th spot. Which you know, we always saw that. We always knew this was coming. Like our truth is not going to. Okay, we didn't see this coming. We saw truth getting attacked. No, we always like that was always going to be the case, but. Nia Jax is replacing our truth spot. No, no approval from Fit Finley whatsoever. Yeah, she where was walked. Fit Finley? That's what I want to know. She just, I mean, our truth can claim his spot as the winner of the Royal Rumble. When you think about it, well, but, he, he's gonna do the Curtis Axel thing and say I'm, yeah, he's never eliminated. That's definitely gonna be his thing. But yeah, you got Nia Jax, and to the stuns, uh, like stunning, like she didn't stun her everybody, but then to leaving to everybody in the ring, like in stunned silence, like, wait, what are we going to do now? Yeah. So and she comes out to the ring, um, a group of men. Uh, so, okay. She comes out to the ring. She eliminates Mustafa Ali, Nia Jax and Randy Orton have a face to face, which was kind of weird. They didn't really know what to do. Um, then there, like every, I feel like that is the key word of everybody's reaction as this was happening. So, and then Super, it was weird. And then, but, so then, so who was in the ropes? So uh, was it Ray Mysterio was going to tease a six one nine? He was going to do a so Nia Jax. They um, no RK. Um, Randy Orton was teasing an RKO to Nia Jax, and she the Nia Jax retaliates by pushing then, him in the ropes. Yeah, pushes Randy Orton to the ropes, and then tells she, Ray to do a six one nine. She directs Ray to do a six one nine, teases it, and then as soon as he runs to Ray, Nia Jax grabs her, pretty much gives her the gives him. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. What's the what's the thing Baron Corbin does? Oh, deep six. Deep six. She yeah. pretty much does a deep six. She tosses before that. She tosses Mustafa Ali out. Which, yeah, 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 yeah. Because Mustafa Ali, um, nice guys finish last. As he was pretty much just like Naya. What are you doing here? I'm not. I don't want to hit you. But uh, what are you doing? And then you know what happens to him. He was the guy who got eliminated by Naya Jax. Who else does she he eliminate? She eliminate. Uh, no, I think it was just Mustafa Ali. 
It was only Mustafa Ali. Okay. Nice. Uh, so then, uh, so then they have a whole spot where everybody gets their finishers. She, she like a super kick to Nia Jax. Dolph uh, Ziggler by Dolph Ziggler. That he, that was the initiator of the entire the entire wave of finishers. Everybody was doing RKO to Nia, to Nia Jax, and then a six one nine. Okay, I was not a fan of this, dude. You don't you didn't like this. I I'm a fan of intergender wrestling. Don't get me wrong, but when it seems like a group of men beating down on one woman, but this was it seemed very like they could have just listen, done one move and just tossed. I understand her ass that. Out. No, I un- I understand that like completely. Like you don't like the prospect of. But a group no, of men beating up on one woman. Yes, yeah, the, I don't like that, and, and within, that, okay, that idea. Yeah, yeah, okay. But within this wrestling context, like, yes, this this would have looked really bad if it was, say, Alexa Bliss. But this is Nia Jax. Oh, because she's fat, right? No, come no, on. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm joking. I know, I know. She's a bigger person. She's, and, a, she's and a bigger person. She's and she's standing, and to, she's standing toe-to-toe with um, people inside that, with uh, all the men in that ring. And right. I thought, I was of two minds about this where... If one this, person, no, this gun. This was easily. This was. This is easily gonna get. This is easily getting the biggest reaction throughout this entire night, and I thought like they made Nia Jax look like like this super mo- like this super monster in like in like in the context of her just stepping toe to toe with the men's and everything like yeah. that. But it also sets a really rough precedent as soon as Dolph Ziggler did that kick to Nia Jax where. Okay, the floodgates has opened now. Mixed match challenge next year. Like I mean, mixed match, yeah, mixed it, match challenge. It better be. It can go it, the, the, like as like as WWE. That, cause they, do, yeah, go if ahead. they do that bullshit next semester, or next season with semester, next season with mixed match challenge. If they're like, well, the men fight the men, the women. No, no. It's I. I, I want to see. You I guys think this go is going to be an isolated full. event. But then, I thought this was a suit. I thought honestly, like it, it had the be- biggest reaction. You have Nia Jax being. Being a heel in the concept of her being a heel, a sniveling like a bad heel. Yeah, I, I thought I honestly thought this this spot was really well done. I thought it was Nia Jax looked like super head like she she stood toe to toe with everybody there, and you can't you cannot deny that you cannot deny the the pop that it gave, and I thought it looked. It looked pr- it was pretty cool, honestly. Like, yeah, no, it was different. It was okay. very different. It was very bold. Yeah, no, that's what I would call it. It was very bold of them to do this, especially since, and and, and like it was bold to do it. And on paper, it sounds terrible, but I thought it it was very well done. Mm. Honestly, I actually my immediate reaction was like, this is so weird. But then when I just like the more like I think about it, it's like, man, that was. It was very, uh, very well done. I liked it, just, it a lot. Yeah, it came off hard to me. But okay, so Rey Mysterio eliminates Nia Jax. Andrade eliminates Randy Orton. Ziggler, Braun, Rollins. Rey Mysterio Andrade. eliminates Nia Jax. Right. How? By That's putting her over the top rope. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'll try not to think about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ziggler, Braun, Rollins, Andrade, final four. Super kick to Braun Strowman. Double knees to Braun. Uh, frog splash to Braun by Rollins. Andrade is then eliminated by Braun. Ziggler eliminated by Rollins. You have your final two, Rollins and Braun Strowman. So, big man, medium size, big man, medium size man. You will hey, man. if you in the Royal Rumble spot or in any over the top uh, battle uh, over the top rope challenge thing. You they will always do the Chris Benoit Big Show spot where he they uh, where the uh, the medium size man does the guillotine just to put the big man over the top rope. They did that. 
So, they did that and they fought out to the outside, but then eventually there was the super kick followed by the stomp to the outside. I thought as soon because I am just so conditioned. Every time a, a medium sized mang runs into the big mang, I love how you say mang, mang, um, hey mang. You just always anticipate hey, the man. big mang to counter that running spot, but no, Seth Rollins does the curb stomp to Big uh, Big Show Braun Strowman on the I mean, he, on dude, the he's, apron. He's a new fucking century Big Show and on the and, and on the apron and. Braun Strowman tumbles, and you got Seth Rollins. Is your 2019 Royal Rumble winner? Same as on same as Becky Lynch. That was, was the finish fans were expecting. The fans wanted it. They didn't want to. They didn't want to go out of the way to subvert expectations or like have Seth Rollins get his uh, title win, get get his uh, win on another pay per view or anything. Yeah. This that was title's the, gonna look good on him too. That Universal Championship. This was the this was the expected this was the expected finish. And people, I, I mean, want I don't want to say the crowd popped for us because they were clearly fucking exhausted. Yeah, they were like, they were like, we got to go home. Yeah, yeah yes. Oh no, yeah, no, this is good. Oh, even, what time even, is even it? Even the announcers during this last Rumble match. I mean, like when Elias is coming out and singing, like I think Corey Graves was like, dude, come on, it's like a six and a half. Or he said, hour like uh, we've been, I've been doing this for four nights because Corey Graves is doing this entire show. When you think about Jesus it, Jesus Christ, Corey Graves, like my paychecks twice. Honestly, like, I feel like that's why they added on the commentators. To alleviate the work for Corey Graves, it makes sense because totally he was talking all night. Because we're we've only been doing this for about three hours, two and a half hours tonight. And if we had to do this for three more times, we would be so exhausted. we'd be skeletons on a on yeah. a computer there's, chair. There's no way we'd be like, Mama Mia. Yeah. Anyway, so I mean, Royal Rumble. Seth Rollins won. It would be great to see him with the Universal Title. But I also thought about it. Looking at my Twitter timeline, man. Well, let's not spoil anything. Uh, but I will say this: him versus Daniel Bryan would be one hell of a fucking match. Yeah, it would also be like third at best. What do you mean third at best? Third in the card at best. Why? Seth? Oh, well, it's not main event. Becky's main eventing Mania this year, so that's just... Because, you know why? They kept saying last night the winner of the Women's Rumble will main event WrestleMania, and then they said Seth Rollins won a shot at the Universal Champion. So so we'll see what happens. I am giving, uh, I'm giving a, a, a snapshot, a gif of what's going on on Raw right now Listen, to Corey. Slap Nuts. Sorry, I just spoiled that one. Slap Nuts is there tonight. Why aren't we watching Raw right now, Corey? We, we sh- I, I'm willing to stay here and watch Raw right now. Just on, oh my God. All right, let's get out of here. Royal We've- Rumble, uh, fucking long, exhausting, much like this like, much like this podcast. Um, and... You, you, what else next is there year. to say? You know what's next? Elimination chamber, right? You mean next, like next pay per view? Uh, the next pay per view? Yeah. Special? Yes. I, I'm not sure. But it's uh, elimination chamber, it's guys. Elimination chamber. It's going to be the ladies doing the tag team. You're going to get Bailey and Sasha Banks winning that thing. No, they're, not. they're going to face Trish and Lita at WrestleMania, and that'll be it. That'll be your WrestleMania, and that's City Wrestling Radio. So that's the wrestling. So that's wrestling those are our predictions for the rest of the year, guys. We're taking some time off. No, we're not. All right, guys. Let's. It's it, this. The train never stops. The train never stops. It's Nothing crazy stops train. this train. Here I am. Fucking Rock Jeff Jarrett's like on Raw right now. Train. What's going on? All right, let's get out of here for City Wrestling Radio for KCSF for me, your host me. Corey Smith. I'm Corey Smith, and I'm Michael Vergara. We are only starting. And we are only parking. No, we are only turning on the car to get us into the road of WrestleMania. Are you ready, Corey? I'm ready. I know. I said, are you ready? I. Nobody's ready. All right. We'll see you guys later. We'll, I'll see you Jeff tomorrow. Jeff Jarrett. See you. What, what? We'll talk about more about Jeff Jarrett tomorrow on the Raw Review. See you guys later. Have a good night. Bye.